In today's podcast, I'm going to give you five tips of marriage from people who've been married for 25 years plus. That Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast. I'm a happily married father of three and I've been married for 10 years. Obviously, this isn't a definitive list. This is going to be the first of five podcasts about 25 tips that I have seen on marriage. I've done lots of research on this and based on my own experiences being married for 10 years, these are the top 25. According to statistics taken from last year, I think 52% of marriages fail. Is marriage an institution which is outdated? Does a piece of paper make any difference to a relationship? I personally feel it does, only because I think being married shows to the rest of the world a, a, a higher level of commitment than just having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Financially, buying a house with someone, it, regardless of whether you're married or not, is a bigger commitment, a bigger tie to that person, the same way that having a child with someone is a bigger tie to that person. It's important, I think, to get married just to show a level of commitment to each other. I really like being someone's husband, and I like introducing people to my wife. Whether or not it's outdated, I don't know. I don't know if it is. Apparently... People used to marry for all sorts of reasons, to unite families and for business. Apparently only from the past few hundred years, actually, people have been marrying for love reasons. Tip number one, accept and allow. So what do I mean by this? I think accepting who you've married is the person that you chose. There's going to be things about each other that you wish you could change, but you can't actually change someone. And I think it's dangerous to think, oh, I can change them when we're married. I can wear down the things I don't like about them. You won't, if anything, when you get married, these things that you may find annoying, they, if anything, they get bigger. Nobody's perfect. You're not perfect in a relationship. You have faults and your partner is not perfect and they have faults. Ideally, your faults aren't their faults and their faults aren't your faults and you complement each other. I think it's important to allow the person that you're with to be who they are. There's a danger of trying to change someone because actually if you try and change someone, ultimately they're not going to be the person that you chose to spend the rest of your life with and you probably aren't going to be as attracted to them. If you can learn to accept the faults you have with yourself and have compassion for yourself, then, then do the same for your partner. The things about your partner, their faults are just their faults. It's who they are. And actually, they're probably some of the reasons that you fell in love with them. Tip number two on marriage from people who've been married for 25 years or more is imagine your life without your partner. The next time you're cross with them or you've had an argument or you've fallen out over something fairly ridiculous, just imagine what it'd be like if you had to go through this world, the stress of the world, especially at the moment, on your own. Imagine what it would be like for me as a 46-year-old man if I didn't have a wife, if I didn't have children, I was still living in uh, a one-bedroom flat on my own. How would my life be? How would I be able to deal with the stresses of life? Would it be better or be worse? And every time you think about this, certainly for me, I'm suddenly utterly relieved that I am married and not just married, but I'm married to the woman I'm married to. Marriage, like anything, is hard work. Anything worth doing is a challenge. Especially if you're married to the right person, then you are probably married to someone who is going to challenge you, isn't going to accept your terrible behavior or your terrible manners or your laziness or whatever. And therefore, a, a good wife or a good husband is someone that actually challenges you to be the best you are, doesn't just accept poor behavior. Maybe someone who sees the potential in you as a human being, 
and loves you enough to actually sometimes be the person to give you the bad news or to tell you how it really is or to really help and push and drive you on, even if that means that they're the one that ends up getting both barrels. There's lots of research to show that married men live longer and have less stress in their lives than single men. I think it's just when there's someone else to give you a perspective on something or someone else just to talk to at the end of the day, even if sometimes you fall out and you have arguments, someone else has got your back. If someone else is expecting you to be somewhere and you're expecting someone to be there, you're a team. And I think just remember that. Just remember the next time you're struggling to see the point of it or you're having to put the bins out or it's your turn again to put the kids to bed. Just remember, actually, lucky that I've got someone in my life that, that cares enough about me, that cares what I'm doing. Tip number three on marriage from people who've been married for 25 years plus, crack jokes. I take this to mean it's important to have a good sense of humour. If you've got a good sense of humour, you can get through most things. When life throws crap at you, if you and your partner can see the funny side of it, often when it's like this is a nightmare scenario that you can't change, if it can make you laugh and that relieves some tension, then that's a really good thing. I think a sense of humour is, is good. Also self-deprecating. When you make mistakes and you mess up, if you can laugh at yourself, and not take yourself too seriously, and your partner can see that, I think life's just going to be easier. Life's going to throw all sorts of curveballs your way. There's going to be all sorts of things you can't envisage. If you both have the ability to laugh it off sometimes and just say, oh, well, that's just life, it's just what it is, and laugh about it and make jokes, then life's just going to be a little bit sunnier. I remember one particular situation. I think me and my wife had an argument. I, I can't remember what it's about. It wasn't anything significant, and I remember one of my sons overhearing me say under my breath say oh you're a sodden egg, egg monger or something about her which is my sort of way of saying oh you're a grumpy cow and uh he trotted through to the kitchen and I, and, I, and said mommy what's an egg monger and she said why because well apparently you are one daddy just said it i think if you can laugh stuff of situations like that and make light of things then you're, you're just going to get through stuff in life so tip number four on marriage from people who've been married for 25 years plus, don't be so stubborn. A really nice quote that I can't remember where I read it was, I'd rather live my life being kind than always being right. And I think that's true. Sometimes just give in, just let the other person win. Or don't be so important to always be right. It's not an attractive trait. And why do you need to be right all the time? Why is it so important to you? It's basically a control of your ego. And I think if you can just let things go and learn not to be so stubborn and just be relaxed about things. If someone really wants to do something, just go with it. You're more likely to be someone that people want to spend time with or be around if you're relaxed. If you're stubborn and just a bit of hard work, then you're more likely that people, I just can't be bothered to spend time with him. He's just a, he's just a headache everything's a battle life's too short to constantly be fighting on every single point of every problem sometimes I learn to bite my tongue sometimes when I hear my wife say something that I don't agree with even if I think she's being inflammatory just bite your tongue and just let it go let it wash over you so tip number five choose your own adventure yes it's important to have shared goals but it's also important to have your own goals you don't want to just become this one entity. That's not attractive. It's important to have your own ambition, your own dreams. It's important that you both have dreams and aspirations that are nothing to do with the other person. For example, I train Brazilian jiu-jitsu. One day I hope to get to be a black belt. That's nothing to do with my wife. She doesn't train Brazilian jiu-jitsu. She knows very little about it. It's something that I do. It's something that hopefully an area I may succeed in my life. 
She has her own projects at work that she wants to achieve. Nothing to do with me. And I think it's really important. And I think it's important that you have your own group of friends around whatever activities you do, whatever pastimes you do. It's going to make you more attractive to your partner if you're someone that still has managed to maintain an element of their own individuality. If you've just become someone's wife or someone's partner and just become someone who likes everything they like and does everything they like, I think that's less attractive than more attractive. When you hold in that fart till your wife leaves the room, that's amore. When you pour her glass first after another crap day, that's amore. Clarify the five tips that we've mentioned in this podcast. Tip number one, accept and allow. You need to accept who you're married to. You can't change people. Focus on their strengths and don't worry too much about the things you see as weaknesses. Tip number two, anytime you're feeling a bit down on marriage or your relationship or you're wondering what the point is, just imagine how difficult your life would be without that partner in your life. Life is hard when you have someone watching your back. On your own, it's much harder. Tip number three, make sure you keep a sense of humour. If you and your partner can remember to laugh at the things you can't control and the difficult things you have in life, your marriage is going to be much smoother. Tip number four, don't be so stubborn. Let things go. It's not important to be right. It's more important to be kind. Tip number five, always kiss your partner goodnight. By this, I mean don't end the day on bad words or an argument. Neither of you are going to get good sleep. And actually, things might look a lot brighter in the morning. Thank you so much for watching or listening to my podcast. I really appreciate your support. If you like what I'm trying to do, please give me a follow. And obviously, if you don't want to miss the next four podcasts about marriage advice, please click subscribe or follow. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. You spend your day off taking rubbish to the tip. Your wife comes home and says you missed a bit, but don't worry. Cause you're the daddy. That mind matters. Helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website www.dadmindmatters.com.